Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. You look so good this morning. I don't know if you've heard that yet today. You look good today. Tell your neighbor, say, you look good this morning. Come on, tell them, say, you look good this morning. Say, I'm, gl- say, I'm glad you're sitting near me. Would you do that? Tell them you're glad you're sitting near you this morning. Amen. Well, it's just good to be in the house of the Lord. If it's your first time with us, or maybe it's been a while, we're just so glad you're here. If you're just a pay- faithful part of this family week in, week out, Thank you so much for being, uh, being a part of this family. We, just, we love you. We don't want to ever take you for granted. Thankful for what God's doing at Faith Renewed. If you're new here, though, I invite you to be a part of that. Get plugged into what God is doing. Be a part of our dream teams that are that serving. I'll tell you a very big thank you to our, our dream teams yesterday and leadership teams that, that got out and served and worked. Uh, two amazing events yesterday, Breakfast with Santa and then um, our ladies' uh, ornament exchange uh, yesterday. So it's just cool. I love that you can just fellowship, get together, have a good time in church. Amen. I'm serious. I, I mean, there's so many some places you go to church, and it ain't no fun. Hey, I'm just I don't. I, I, I'm like, man, that ain't Jesus. I believe Jesus had a good time, and I believe we have a fun time. We we have Buddy the Elf sitting right here where I'm standing uh, yesterday morning, and um, and and reading Luke chapter two, sharing the gospel, the Christ Christmas story, and uh, I tell you, I was looking around, and I was like, man, this is what it's about. You can share Jesus in so many ways, but I just love it. Thank you to this church and all that you do to make Jesus known in so many ways, but if you're new here, we do invite you to make yourself at home, and if it's your first time with us uh, there online, I always love and welcome our online family, but let us know where you're watching at today. Please do that. Click the new here link, and let us know where you're hanging out at today, but let's give our first-time guests a hand. Would you do that? Let them know you love them. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Well, do this. He might bring their Bible to church. Yeah, we're one of those churches too. Amen. And so again, I love seeing the Word of God in his house. And so let's turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. A few folks are excited about the Word. Anybody else love the Bible? Amen. Ephesians chapter 2. If you use the YouVersion Bible app, you're more than welcome to join us on that app as well right now. Click more and then events and follow right along with me. Reading, I guess, again, another fairly large portion of uh, scripture. Um, I was going to read two verses and then I was like, got to read that part. You know, and then I'm like, then I was like, well, you got to read part four of that, bro. And I was like, get Man, I almost just read all of Ephesians this morning. And I was like, well, that may not go over well, but I'm going to read verses 1 through 10. So Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. If you have it, say, I have it. Let's read it. It says, and you. Tell your neighbor, say, you. This, I'm telling you, the Bible has to become personal. I mean, a relationship with God has to become personal. So, so this is what Scripture is. He says, and you, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh." 
past tense. All this stuff's past tense. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But my two favorite words in the Bible. But God, who is rich in mercy, come on, because of his great love with which he loved us. If you love him this morning, it's because he loved you first. Amen. And he, he even showed you what that looks like. But verse 5 says, even when we were dead in trespasses. We were singing about some dead things coming back to live. And how about to I'll shout, man. I'm telling you, about to sing that for y'all. Amen. And so, it, man, that was so good. Somebody said, don't do that, Pastor. Don't do that to us. Amen. And even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. Man, that is such good news. And by grace, you've been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. He says it again, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. Man, that's good. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Somebody say it's the gift of God. Oh, man. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. None of us have a reason to boast today except in him. Verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So before you ever did it, while you were dead, he's like, I got to work for that one to do, so I'm going to bring them back to life. And so they can do the work I'm calling them into. Man, let's pray and let's get into this thing. God, thank you for your spirit today, for your presence, and thank you for your many gifts. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Would you say it with me? Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, we're in a brand new series. Woo, come on, a brand new series this morning. For the month of December, we're in a series now called The Greatest Gift. Man, I love it, man. The greatest gift. So for December, we're going to be hanging out, talking about the gifts of God. And so I hope you don't miss a single message, and we're going to bring it to a close uh, most likely, sometimes our series go a little longer, months or years longer. But uh, but it close on Christmas morning. Now, I know we had church on Christmas morning. So if you're in town, you're able to make it. A family service won't hold you long. But man, what a day to come together and celebrate the gifts of God. But today, as we talk about the greatest gift, I want to talk to you about the gift of salvation. Whoo, man, somebody say Salvation. Love it, man. What a beautiful gift. I don't know about you. Who loves gifts in this room? Amen. God, that's okay. Raise your hand if you love some gifts. Amen. And if you're sitting beside somebody who buys those for you, say, hey, I, I love this gift. Are you going to tell them? It's going to tell them. I'm going to help y'all out right now for Christmas. I'm going to make it easy on some of y'all. I love this gift. And so you can make that happen. But I do I love gifts. I, I, I would not consider myself a good gift giver. I'm just not. I'm just not a good gift giver. It's true. One, but mainly I would say because I'm not a good shopper. All right? I don't shop. All right? So that's, I believe you have to shop in order to buy gifts, typically how that works. And so I've got a wife who's a great gift giver. I mean, 
she's a great shopper. I, I, I bragged to her this, this morning, and I, 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 none of you, but man, I'm telling you, the woman has a gift. I believe there's gifts that come. And so again, she knows how to find some get some great some great values. But but I wouldn't consider myself a, a great gift giver. I I show love in other ways, try to acts of service, different you know words of affirmation, but I'm not a good gift giver. I'm, I want to do better. I really do. But I, I think, again, I, I'm thankful for those gift givers. I, I think gifts are cool, but I even think this. I think gift cards are cool. Well, who thinks like a gift card is a good gift? Hey, man, some of y'all, somebody said that's insensitive. You ain't thinking, and you just did that. Just I don't think that way. I think gift cards are great. Uh, that again, you're like, man, I thought enough to give you this so that when it works in your schedule and when you need something and when you exactly get whatever it is that you want. So I think gift cards are, are cool. Now, again, gifts are amazing. I, I, I begin to think about, and, and I think God does this so well, in his providence, he set an order, I believe, again, that even the holidays that we celebrate in America. I love that Thanksgiving comes first. I do, man. And I, I, that's one of those, I just, I, I don't want to overlook Thanksgiving. Again, I've said this, it's not a, just a holiday, it's a lifestyle that we want to live. And so again, I'm just thankful. And I, I believe this, that when we're thankful for the gifts that we have, it, it changes our list. It is. It changes our list. But again, I'm, I'm just thankful for that. So I began to think about this. I, I began to think about just some of the gifts in my life. And, um, I, you know, again, in this world, uh, my greatest one, she sits on the front row. And uh, again, I'm just so thankful for her. I'm a very blessed man. I'm married up. I know that. And I'm just, again, so thankful for her. I, I, I love her. I, I, I love and I'm thankful for some amazing children. Um, I mean, amazing grandchildren. I was thinking about how blessed I am as a gift to be a part of this church. I'm so, I hope you don't just take again for granted what, what God's given us. Man, he's given us a body, a family in a church here at Faith Renewed. And again, I was just sitting back. I, I'm just so thankful for that. I'm just so thankful for our church. And again, my list could be really large, but I, I begin to think about the greatest gift that I've ever been given is the gift of salvation. That's it. Like, I'm thankful for the other ones, and I'm need, needing them so much in my life, and I'm just, again, so blessed in so many ways. But it is this gift of salvation that I'm uh, today, I, I want to say, is the greatest gift that I've ever been given on this earth. And, uh, and it's amazing. A gift, just by definition, means this. is something that's given voluntarily without payment in return. So when I'm speaking about salvation, I'm speaking about something that was given to me, not something I paid for. It's huge. There's a, a, there's a big difference. Again, it's, it's not a gift if you had to pay for it. That's right. I mean, again, like it, and so, like, if you're going to give the gift this year and expect some payment in return, which sometimes we do in the natural, uh, again, we're missing the whole point of it being a gift. Now, today, this gift of salvation that we're talking about today, again, it is a gift, and I, I hope today, like, you haven't done this, like, to the gifts in your life. Hope that you haven't had a gift placed in front of you and not open the gift. 
It'll never do you any good. Like, just think about, man, maybe the things that are under your tree or that will, will be under your tree by December 25th, and that day comes and that day goes, and then when it's all said and done, the gifts are still there. I don't know about you. I, I remember being a kid, like, no, being able to wait. I, already, our, we have a granddaughter who has already worked her way into some of the packages in our home, amen, because she don't want to wait for those things. Now, again, it doesn't do us any good. Matter of fact, it's never a gift until it's been received. Oh, so the gift of salvation today can exist and you not own it. What? So wait a minute, so you, this is out here, this is available, it has my name on it, all I have to do is receive this? Yeah, it's given to you. And we see this, we know this, that the gift of salvation, it only comes by one name, and that name we know to be true is this name, Jesus. That's why we preach him and teach him and talk about him and want to make him known. Peter said it like this, in Acts chapter 4 verse 12, he gets up and he's bringing it, man. He is spitting in his mess. He's going in. And in verse 12 of Acts 4, he says this about Jesus. He says, nor is there salvation in any other. That's it. Like the way salvation comes to us today, the gift that it comes, it comes in the person of Jesus. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. I love this. Jesus' name, even in the Hebrew root meaning, it means that the Lord is salvation. So he didn't just come to save. That's who he is. Like when he showed up, when he came on the scene, and we're going to talk about that week four on Christmas morning, Emmanuel, God being with us, he didn't just show up and say, I'm here to save. He said, no, salvation is here. Amen. It's I'm here. I'm in the room. And so again, he's here today for you. Open the gift. I oh, don't leave it under the tree. Don't leave what somebody, leave him on the tree. Amen. And miss out on Christ. So again, be thankful for this gift. Now, I want to do this. I just want to give you two. I'm going to give them to you quickly this morning. Two things that I feel God put on my heart in relationship to, to this gift, the gift of salvation. And number one is this, is we need this gift. I'm, I'm serious, like, we need this gift. Now, uh, my, my wife, again, the great shopper, I'm telling you, we ain't too proud to say it, man. She'll bust up in some Goodwill and Miracle Hill and find a deal, and I'm like, Man, this is crazy. It's wild, man. That's like it's anointing. Just pulls her in and draws her to this little place out there. And then she'll find stuff, and it's, and it's like crazy. And then she'll look it up and say, hey, this is worth this. I'm like, oh, that's, why do you do that? But she does this a lot to me. She's gotten to a place now where, like, she'll call me. Sometimes she'll FaceTime me from the store. She's at a store, and she's like, hey, I, I found this. And then she'll ask me the question, do you need this? And she'll turn the phone. I can even look at it. Technology, ain't it cool? And so, like, do, do you need this? And I'm, I'm like, most of the time, mm, no, nah, I'm good. You sure? Man, this is our conversation. You sure? That's a good deal. It's this and this. And it's like, I'm like, mm, no, I'm good. That's something like, oh, yeah, get that. That's awesome. Get that one. Amen. But it's like, oh, I'm good. Now, This hurts, but it happens so many times. P, 
people have right before them, placed in front of them, someone who has said, let me show you a gift. Oh, let me, let me show you a gift. Do you need this gift? And then you look at it so many times, like, no, it's not my fit. It's not my style. It's not my color. That's going to cause me to maybe go this direction, live this way, change stuff. I don't know whatever it is, for whatever reason people use, but they look at this thing sometime and say, no, I'm good. But I want us to know this today about salvation. We're not good if we don't have this gift. We're not, we're not. We're not good if we don't have this gift. Salvation is such a powerful word. Listen to the definition. To save, keep safe and sound, and to rescue from danger or destruction. So this is the case for me and you. Like, like for, for us, if we have been saved, we have been rescued from danger or destruction. If we're not saved, that means this. We are headed toward danger or destruction. Like, man, do you understand? Like, we need this gift. We, we shouldn't make this optional. We shouldn't make this if this fits into my lifestyle. No, God, this is something I need. I have to have this. And, man, I, I read this this week. Tony Evans, this is what he says, a, a, a beautiful quote. He said, every person outside of Jesus Christ is spiritually dead, separated from God, and the name of the graveyard is trespasses and sins. Man, that's us, apart from Christ. But man, he tasted dead things and come, they come back to living when we come to Christ. That's what he does for us. This is what the gospel does. But this is the reality. And it doesn't get talked about enough in the church anymore. I, I, remember, I remember going to church, growing up in church, and every day when I left, I thought about a place called hell. I'm like, what? Now, again, I, I don't think, like, you, I'm not saying that's something that you should do. Like, you have to leave church every day thinking about it. I'm not, I, don't, I don't think that's like the win. That's not the victory. You know, or we, we, no, no. But, but I want us to realize something. The Scripture talks about this, and the Bible says this, that hell is a reality. It is the place of danger or destruction that we are heading if we have not received this gift. It's just the truth from God's Word. Now, Paul describes it like this. If you look at Ephesians, there in the first three verses, he shows us three things that keeps us in the graveyard, that puts us in the trespasses and sins and has us dead in our trespasses. This is what we see first. We see the world. He describes it this way. We see the world, the ways of this world. The world is this. The world's the world. The world's going to do things that the church shouldn't be doing. They're just not. They can't because of the world. And the church shouldn't be doing things the world's doing. Amen. There should be a separation between those two. We should be able to see that. But the world is one of the things that puts people in that place. We also see, secondly, he describes the devil. When he's talking about the prince of the power of air, he's speaking about this ruler. He's talking about the devil. And he's talking about another one who's put us in our trespasses and sins. The third one he's, he talks about is one we don't really like to mention much because... We have to take some ownership, and he uses the word the flesh. So it is the loss of our flesh, our fleshly desires also that have put us in this place, have put us in this graveyard. But this also does this for me. It shows me the need for my salvation. 
It shows you, it should show us today, the need for salvation. And I love this. As you go through, he go, look at, go back and read verses 1 through 3 again. When you see him talking about those issues, the things that push you in the graveyard, he gives good news. He doesn't leave you there. Praise God. Amen. Aren't you thankful he doesn't leave you dead in your trespasses? But verse 4, I love these two words, but God. Amen. God comes in, rich in mercy. God comes in, full of love, and he does this for us. He takes the dead thing, brings it back to living, and we are today are saved by a gift called grace. We're going to talk about that soon, too. But it is the gift of salvation. Man, again, I'm so thankful for this gift. Again, we're saved by that gift alone. Again, nobody can earn that. Nobody can work for that. Now, we see in the, in the text today that we work from that. Come on, I should have got a witness from somebody who works for the Lord. Amen. We work from that. Now, I don't do this. I don't work, and there's a lot of false doctrines. There are a lot of cults. There are a lot of false religions that preach that you have to work your way to this place of salvation. You will never be able to make it if that's what you're trying. I'm telling you, you will wear yourself out, be miserable, die, go to hell. If you think you can work your way there. But I believe as Christians, we know this, we can work from that place of salvation. Amen. We will work and do those things that God has, has created for us. But this is what the gospel does. Romans 1.16 says this, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Man, I'm not ashamed of this good news of Jesus, what he did for us. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Man, you talking about me, Pastor? I'm, I'm, I'm strung out. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm at this place in life. No, he said, for everyone who believes. And he went in and put both categories, for the Jew first, also the Greek. He's saying this today. Everyone who puts their hope in him can be saved. It's a gift for us today. It's a gift that I want us all to receive and all to open. And I love this. He says we're unashamed. All the shame that the trespasses brought. All of the shame that the sin brought. The gospel makes us now unashamed. All of those things, all of those failures and faults can be washed away by this gift of salvation. So tell your neighbor, say, we need this gift. Oh, man, we need it. But secondly, I don't want to just need the gift. That's one thing to be like, yeah, I need this or I'm going to hell. No, no, I, I, it's true. But I want to be like also, I want to want this gift. And we, number two, is this, we want this gift. Like when I say that to you, I'm like saying that, like, man, I want you to realize, man, how awesome serving Jesus can be. Like, if, if you think for one moment it's more fun to serve that God of this world, that devil, God of the prince of power there, than it is to serve the king of kings, you, you ain't met Jesus yet. If you think it's more fun to serve, I promise you, like, man, when you meet the real Jesus, when you meet who he is, man, you have so much joy. Like, watching people yesterday smiling and, and just having fun and just enjoy that was happening in people's lives. Seeing, I'm like, man, that's happening out of community. That's happening out of family, out of people. Who, who are a part of a body of Christ. And I love this. And man, I, I actually just want this in my life. Like not just like, man, I, I need to serve Jesus or I'm going to go. No, I want him 
in my life. Amen. I, I love this, and I, and I can sometimes it can take me a hard time to realize it. Now, a lot of times, like I said, Angel will FaceTime me and say, "Hey, you need this," and I'm like, mm. and then sometimes she's she's done this because she knows what my answer would be, is that she just brings it home. She's done it a couple of times, and, and, you know, typically, again, those Christmas time celebrations, I can look back, got a, a, a PlayStation 1, wasn't it, that you, from, like, early on, me and my brother-in-law played hours upon hours of Tekken, the greatest game still ever to ever be invented on a video game console. I mean, I just still believe that. But she, she didn't ask me because this is what I said. I said, no, I don't need that. I would have. That had been my answer. But man, she, she got it for me anyway. And, and it was, because again, it wasn't something I just needed, but you know something? It was something I wanted after I had it. And I was like, man, this is fun. I, I want this. She'd done this again with my Apple Watch, you know, and, and I guess something that she knows, got it for Chris. I'd have said no. But I got it. You know, something I want this thing now. I, I've actually turned around. If I forgot it, go back to get it. You know, it's like some of those things, again, it goes from like, I just need it, but I want this. Yeah, I want this to be for us to how we look at salvation. Like, I want this in my life. I, I want him because today I want you to see something like that is the greatest gift you can ever receive. Like again, it is the greatest gift being a Christian, having this. And again, I, and I want it to have it this way, not because again, I'm afraid I don't want to go to hell and I don't, I, but I want us to also realize that salvation does this. It gives us a desire to like, you know something? I want to be in heaven one day. So again, both parties, they both have to exist. One can't exist apart from the other. There's startling, scary statistics today of people, not just again of the world or unbelievers who say they don't have not put trust in Christ, but there are people who say they're Christians and say, yeah, I believe in heaven, but I don't believe in hell. Like, I mean, I'm like, whoa. I and mean, I believe both are true because the scripture speaks of both so clearly. But listen, I know I don't need to go to hell, but you know something? I want to go to heaven I do, I want, I like, I want salvation, and, and I want to experience it now. And I promise you, some of you think we really believe this sometimes, and we can have a better life without him. Never happened. It's never true, never further from the truth. And in Scripture, we see this, and like, so beautifully revealed, and we've spent time going into studies on heaven and what that looks like. You can read Revelation 21 and see several great illustrations of pictures of what that's going to be like. Again, the streets of gold walls of Jasper, Gates of Pearl, all these things. But I want to read verses 3 through 5 from Revelation 21. It says this, And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Who? Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Now, we have been, we've been studied deep into that tabernacle. And again, and now we understand again, we are that temple. We are that place where he dwells here on earth. But I want us to see how this is going to be one day. The tabernacle of God now is with men. It's in a way we can never process here on earth because he will dwell with them. They shall be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. Man, that's so cool. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, praise God. Amen. There's no more sorrow. There's no more crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Oh, man. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful.
And I want that. I'm like, now I, I know I need him and I need salvation, but I want him. I want him in the fullness and I want to encounter him and I want that for you. And, and I just begin to think about, man, what is going to be like that? We're going to be with God in a way we can't process. Like Pastor Bill was laying it down earlier, I mean beautifully, about how he, the Spirit of God is with us right now. And again, that's mind-wrecking to think about. But in heaven, we're going to have the fullness of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, all three together in full, and we're going to be with him. And I'm telling you, I'm looking for that. I want that in my life. I'm going to be with my dad. Like, man, a guy who loved Jesus so much, I'm going to see him. I, I want my heart my prayers is for you to be with every person in this room. Like, I don't want to be in heaven without you. Man, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to be there and you not be there. How does, how does it happen, Pastor? What does it look like? What do I do? Do I work harder? No, you open the gift. You receive the gift. You receive what it did. Is salvation for us is a gift. And some of us think we can achieve salvation. No, we don't want to achieve salvation. We receive salvation. Amen. And it is something, again, that we receive. And in Romans chapter 10, man, Paul just lays this down so beautifully for us. He, he says this. He says in verses 8 through 13, but what does it say? Oh, man, it says this, that the word is near you in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Oh, man. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What? Just like... Wait a minute, like, I don't, what I, you put your faith in Christ. Again, this is what we do. We receive the gift. He goes on in verse 10. He says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Remember the beginning of Romans? Remember early on that we're unashamed because of this gospel? So we're not going to be put to shame. For there is no distinction between the Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. That's our promise. That's our hope today. Not listen, if I call on him, will he save me? Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I was thinking about, man, I love this about our church. Angel was just telling me about a, a story of one of the, the younger, the ladies that was new here. He was talking about that She just came to Christ like two months ago, I believe it was. Just a couple of months ago, and they were talking about that. And I'm like, man, thinking about how awesome that was, that story. And, it got me thinking about my story. I, if you don't know this, I love to tell my story. I hope you love to tell your story. It's powerful. Amen. Your story is so powerful. But I remember this at, at nine years of age, sitting on my couch, my dad over across the room in his chair. I mean, knows he had his chair. You don't mess with his chair. Amen. Come on. I was over the other day. I'm like, I can't sit in that chair. I, I, that's, that's still his chair. But I walk about side. I was sitting there. We were watching just Christian television. 
or there was a guy on the TV screen placed before me just like I'm before you this morning. And he was talking about this gospel message. I'd already heard it for nine years. Already heard it that long. <laughs> but I was dead on my trespasses of sin. Bro, you're nine. Headed toward hell without Jesus. Because he's the only way. He's the only hope. <laughs> he's the only one. And I was thinking about this like, what does a nine-year-old have to offer? Some of y'all, if you remember having nine-year-olds. I said, man, I have nothing to give you. What can I bring to you, God? He says, no, no, no. It's what I'm bringing to you. It's what I'm giving to you. And at nine years of age, I got down and I got down by my couch and my dad got up out of the recliner and he came up. I received a gift of salvation. The gift of salvation has forever changed my life. It will forever change yours. Would you stand, please? And would you just bow your hands and close your eyes? Oh, man, I want to get this settled in the heart of every person in this room, every person at home watching, every person listening to this podcast, watching this on YouTube, maybe even years from now if the Lord tarries. I want to get this settled. This needs to be settled in your heart today. And his heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I want to ask you this question. Are you saved? Oh, man, it's one we have to answer. Are you saved? If you receive salvation. I want to do this today. If you have received salvation, can we just lift up our hands to now and worship and thank him for that gift? Listen again, recognizing that it was something we need, recognizing now that's something we want in our life to walk in the fullness of that. Man, we're so thankful for this gift called salvation. Oh, I'm so thankful. I wouldn't trade this for the entire world. There's nothing hell has to offer, nothing this world has to offer. There's nothing that's any greater than this gift. Give me Jesus, Lord. Give me Jesus. So, Father, we thank you for this gift today. Oh, we thank you for this gift today. And as hands are still bowed, our eyes are still closed, you can put your hands down now, but just stay in a posture of worship right now. Because in just a moment, we're going to close this service, and we're going to sing one last song to the Lord. And, oh, man, we, I just, but, so stay in that. But this is the truth today. And I want to say this to you. Thank you for being honest. For some folks, that didn't raise their hand and said, thank you for that. Thank you for being honest. It comes to that recognition, first of all, that we need him. And I'm faithful that you didn't think, well, I showed up at church. So I'm going to lift up my hands. That makes me safe. No, it does not. It doesn't. Being the pastor of this church doesn't make me safe. None of these things, man, it's a gift. And I want to ask this this morning is, is, is the people who just had their hands raised are now praying and interceding. For those who were unable to lift their hands. I want you praying and interceding right now. Standing in a gap, praying and believing because the Holy Spirit right now is at work in this room. 
Brooklyn, I want to ask you this morning. And you were honest. You were real. And if you can't say, yeah, I know I'm saved. Not I think. I know I'm saved. Maybe prayed a prayer early in life. Maybe, but you've not walked with Christ. And you're like, man, I want to know today. Listen, the Spirit of God is speaking to your heart. And I don't want you to resist this and miss this gift today. But if you say this, I want the gift of God called salvation in my life. I want to ask you now to do this. I want you to ask you to lift your hands. If that's you, just say, man, I want the gift of God. I want, to, I want salvation in my life. Raise it up. God bless you. Yes. Who else? Raise it up. Don't, 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 don't hesitate. Don't wait. Don't, don't just no, no, go all the way, man. Like I want him in my life. This is the greatest gift you'll ever receive. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you for working this world right now. Thank you for the Spirit of God that's in drawing hearts. Anyone else? Just say, so I want the Spirit of God to work in my life. I want salvation. I want him. Bible says this. He says, whoever calls on him will be saved. Whoever calls, so Lord, we want to call on you right now. How does that, what does that look like, Pastor? What does that mean? It just means we call to him. We turn to him. We recognize, we know we can't do this by ourselves or on our own. So right now, if you've lifted your hand and say, I want salvation in my life, I want to pray with you. I just want to lead you in, just a, in a way. This is just one example for you to start a pastor, a journey, walking with Jesus. And I want you to do this right now. If, that's your, if you've prayed this, you've lifted up your hand, you're saying, I want to do this. I want you to pray this with me. Just say, God, I call on you. Yeah, just say, God, I call on you. I know today I can't save myself. So I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for the price he paid. I thank you for the life he laid down and the life that was raised back. That today I put my faith and I put my hope in. And today you've delivered me from my trespasses and sins. <laughs> Lord, today I believe you pulled me out of the graveyard. I believe today you've taken me from death to life. And I receive the gift of salvation today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' holy name. Can we give God a praise today for salvation? Can we honor him today for the gift of salvation? Oh, man. I want to do this as our worship team does this. Don't leave if you don't have to. Don't, don't miss a moment right now we want to have with the Lord right now. I just want some of our prayer team, if they would, just come and stand to the side. And we want to do this. First of all, listen, salvation is such a big word. This is not just your spirit, man, we're talking about. This is, this is a fullness that God gives us. So we believe this, that we can call on Him in any area that we need salvation. If we need salvation and healing in our bodies, we need salvation and healing in our finances, our relationships, our home, we call on Him. So this is what we do. This is why our prayer team gathers. That's why they come around, to just pray for any needs. So listen, if you want someone to pray with you, for you, if you gave your life to Christ today, you can't leave without telling somebody because the Bible says to confess that, tell others, become bold about that. So again, and we'll get you signed up for baptism soon to celebrate with you in that life. But listen, if you need prayer for any reason, I feel this in my heart. There's many right now that just, just need prayer, just need hope today. As we do this, as we close in this last song, if you need prayer for any reason, grab somebody in the room, have them walk with you, or just come by yourself, or just come find your place and get with God. But if you're thankful for the salvation that only God brings, as the worship team ministers this song.
Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.